And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, they'll hook you up with 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, a deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. Beat writer Patrick Lyons is currently in a meeting, but he should be along to join the show as soon as he's done with that. Not entirely sure how long it's going to take, but we've got a fun one for you. He should be around by the time we continue our home run derby. That's right. We've got our number one seeds going up against each other. Andres Galarraga and Todd Helton. If Patrick's Todd Helton wins this one, that means he has won the first round of seeding and he gets to decide the matchups moving forward into the elimination round. He takes a commanding lead in this thing if he can get the win today. And we don't even need to see the other two preliminary rounds, though we may show them just for fun anyway. But before we get into that, a couple of news and notes I want to talk about here up front. Uh, the two biggest ones being the David Dahl news and, of course, what's going on with the Cleveland baseball team, something that Patrick and I were just talking about before we went on a short break there for the weekend. And so let's start with the Dahl thing, since it's Rockies related that, you know, this is really funny because it's something that Patrick and I were debating, you know, exactly how much he was going to sign for. And Patrick was of the opinion that he would sign for more than what the Rockies were going to have to give him in arbitration. I was under the opinion that he would probably not. He would sign for right at what I thought he was going to make in arbitration. And, you know, that that debate really came down to what did you think David Dahl was going to make in arbitration? If you go back and roll the audio, now Patrick's not here. I, you Really, it came down to the middle. It, it was a push because he signs for the $3 million, right? And I was basically saying, I don't think he's going to sign for any more than that. I could see him signing for less, and he didn't. Patrick was saying he's going to sign for at least that much, and I could see him signing for more. And then he ended up signing for exactly the $3 million. I am of the mind that had it gone to arbitration, he would have come out at $3.1 or $3.2 million. But I also think it's splitting hairs to an extent to dive into that and, and explain to what extent that makes it more of an issue that the Rockies lost David Dahl. It's just bad. It doesn't need to be made worse by however much he did or didn't sign for over the amount that he would have gotten here. And as I've said before, um, but, I, but I think it sort of bears repeating now that we know where he's going. I think Texas is a, is a great environment for David. I think there's a decent chance that he excels there, which is probably what I would have been saying had he gone really anywhere. Um, and especially getting sort of down to the sea level getting a bit of that humidity, getting some warmer weather. That should be good for all of his bodily functions. It's a weird thing to say, but still true. And, you know, and I'll still be 
of the mind that if he turns into an all-star, uh, I'll, I'll tip my cap and say, way to go. We, we're all rooting for you. It's great that that happened for you. I'll be probably the only person on the local level saying it, it wasn't going to happen for the Rockies again, but it's good that it's happening for him out there. And I'll just remind everybody, I suppose as I am want to do from time to time, that if it goes the other way, you don't get that time in the middle back. Be convinced all you want that David Dahl, you know, is going to be a star and that the Rockies will deeply regret this forever and ever and ever. It's entirely possible that the issues that have followed David Dahl in Colorado follow him to Texas. And if he doesn't become that all-star player, you know, there's, there's, does that make it better? Does that make it worse? I, I really don't know. And I think that's an interesting, fascinating question that everybody's got to ask for themselves. But what I do know is somebody who's paid very close attention to this team for their entire existence. That there, there are these things that come along regularly to get extra worked up about if you want. There is always the potentiality there for Something. One of the ones that always comes to mind, I don't know why, I think it was just because it became a really big fight at the time, kind of like in, um, let's say, 2013-2014, and the Rockies had a chance to sign a pitcher by the name of Jacob Turner, and they just didn't, and they could have gotten him for really cheap, and for any had like a decent resume, and people were going, oh my god, this was, and for like a week, this kind of consumed the Rockies fan base, and Jacob Turner ended up later getting picked up by the Cubs, he was terrible, by the next season, he was out of baseball. And nobody ever went back and said, oh, okay, actually, it wasn't a bad thing that the Rockies did that. Now, I'm not saying there's ever going to be uh, a retroactive light under which the David Dahl cut looks good. It doesn't. It's not going to. It was a bad move, and they shouldn't have done it. What I'm saying is people who are piling on the negative feelings by insisting that this other thing is going to happen, I'll just tell you that – if in two years, Dahl hasn't been an all-star, you don't get to go back and exchange all those negative feelings about him potentially becoming one, right? And it, it's the same thing. There will be something else to be outraged by in two years. So we wish David the best. We wish him nothing but the best. And, and Will, thank you for reminding me. See, you remembered it too. Yeah, Jacob Turner would have been for a waiver claim. And it's, again, something where and, – and this is where I, I battle with people. I struggle with people. I, I battle with Patrick on this very show about it. The need to get extra intense or negative beyond the principle of the thing. The principle of letting David Dahl go is bad enough. Piling on with – and now he's going to be an all-star somewhere else – or and the Rockies could have gotten X, Y, or Z for him in a trade, when that's all 100% speculation at this point, to me is the way people got all worked up about the Jacob Turner thing or whatever else it is. There's nothing that stops you in hindsight from going back and saying, once Dahl has been an all-star, yeah, that one hurt extra. But to convince yourself of it between now and then, not sure what good that's doing anybody. Do it if you want. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, how to think. What I'm just going to share with you as a longtime observer of the Colorado Rockies is that these things come and go and people get really outraged about something that they're pretty sure is going to be a big deal that really doesn't end up being one. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind, I suppose, if, if you want. Uh, 
Sipping on my Hot Peak IPA here from Breck Brew. Not sweating the small stuff. Did I see, Will, a report on MLB Network that LeMahieu and the Yankees were 25 to 30 million apart on a contract? I did not see that. That seems like a lot of dollar bills to be apart from somebody that you're expecting to come back next year. Um, man, I'd be so frustrated if I was DJ LeMahieu. I would be so damn frustrated because he's he's been a better baseball player than people have realized his entire career. He's been paid less than what he's worth his entire career through free agency in the middle of his physical prime. And that's what's super frustrating because the economics of baseball are built so that when you're young, if you're really good, you get paid less than what you're worth. So DJ LeMay, he wasn't uh, in a unique situation when he was, you know, and he, he was a little bit more of a late bloomer. He wasn't one of these guys who burst on the scene at 22 or something, but at 24, 25 years old, DJ LeMay, he was obviously making way less money as a guy who was starting to become, you know, a glove candidate, Bats coming around by the next year, he'd be uh, batting champion, silver slugger guy, getting paid way less than he's worth because he's still on his rookie deal, right? But here's the difference where a lot of guys who put up that kind of early season career, they grab the gold gloves and the silver sluggers, they win a batting freaking title. And I know batting average isn't what it used to be. And then they do become a free agent before they hit 30. For 90%, probably more than that, of good ball players in at the major league level, that's when they make their money. That's when they get their big contract, right? For DJ LeMayhew, he got lowballed by everyone in baseball, including the Colorado Rockies, who claim at the very least they just didn't have the money to pay him. But no one offered him what he was worth at that time either. He ended up having to settle after an off season of demanding more money and more years to go to the Yankees and not even in a guaranteed starting role, he's just got to go and, and, you know, have faith in himself that he can do the thing and prove what he's worth. And then he goes to the Yankees. He does the thing. He proves what he's worth. People start writing all these articles about how he's a superstar now when he never was before. And, you know, you, you all know my take on that. But then, okay, he becomes a free agent again. This was the one silver lining of having the, the last years. Sorry, DJ, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and no one wants to pay you what you're worth. No one's ever wanted to pay DJ LeMahieu what he's worth, and no one ever has paid DJ LeMahieu what it's worth. So that's really depressing, Will, if – if and, and I'm – you know, I'm, I'm going based on your reporting of their reporting on MLB Network. And that sounds like a rumor to begin with. But 25 to 30 million apart for the Yankees on DJ LeMahieu is just like, what's a guy got to do? What's a guy got to do? Looks like Patrick Lyons may be ready to hop in to the conversation here. And so I will throw that question to an actual human being. Sir Patrick, what's a guy got to do? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do on the field. Sometimes it, it yeah. could just be circumstance. You know, there's what's a guy got to do. What, what is, what did Roberto Ramos have to do in 2019 to just get his cup of coffee? He did. He didn't get called up and yeah. 
he was blocked by a guy who would not have, you know, a hold over first base for much long into the 2020 season. And yet he, what's he got to do? So it's all circumstance, right? It's all, it's all contextual where you just can be in the right place at the right time. There's been a, been a lot of players we know that have, you know, made a lot of money in, in professional sports where you go, man, they were just in the right place at the right time. I mean, there, you know, if, if, there's not a lot of baseball fans, I think, right now, and, and maybe two people listening to this. I'd be impressed if they knew what team um, Wei Yin Chen had been pitching for the last couple of years. They might have remembered, oh, yeah, didn't he sign a deal with the Miami Marlins? I was going to say, last, I just, I view him in a in an Orioles uniform. There you go. Yeah, well, he came from right. the Orioles. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. And you wouldn't be wrong because he was very forgettable. It's it's much like Alex Cobb. Like, oh yeah, yeah okay. He was mm. still with Baltimore, you know, signed a signed a four-year deal. But you know, Wei and Chen last year, interesting story is he was cut, you know, before the pandemic. Granted, he was cut during the, the last offseason in November of 2019. And because of that, he got his full $22 million guaranteed. Whereas had the Marlins not made that move, they would have had to pay him much less than that. And so he got his full salary. So we know it goes that one way, usually more times than not guys end up getting paid a lot more than they probably should. And yet teams still do it, you know, again, not as much in the last couple of years, you know, we teams have been a little bit more savvy. They've been flooding the market with these non-tenders and things of that nature and, and shorter term deals. So guys are popping back up into free agency a lot sooner than they were previously, but more times than not, you 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 will have those rare occurrences where what's a guy got to do and just doesn't seem to get it. Because if DJ LeMahieu was a free agent, and this was the year 2000, before the crackdown on PEDs, by no means am I suggesting anything about DJ LeMahieu having made PEDs, but right. the fact that the the the, age, the the aging curve was much different. Right. It was like 32 we can give him at least a six-year deal. A right. six-year <laughs> deal. For a 32-year-old. Uh, like those guys are the that are 28, 29 barely are getting six-year deals here and there. So it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, hey, man, it's 2020. What yeah. what else could you possibly expect That's, from so. a situation like this? It's pretty wild. So I, so I toast my Hot Peak IPA to DJ LeMahieu in hopes that somebody out there someday will pay him what he's worth because that is – and look, I know DJ LeMahieu right now has more money than most of us could could ever dream of. But it's it's bizarre to look at somebody who just has never, ever, ever made a contract equal to his value on the field. That's quite strange. Uh, so I, I toast my Hot Peak IPA to him. And then, Patrick, I toast my Hot Peak IPA to the Cleveland baseball team. The other thing that we've mm. got to talk about before we move on to the home run derby today uh, what timing? You and I had just been having this conversation about the Rockies' own new affiliate down in down up in Spokane. I guess <laughs> down uh, north. It's actually northwest of here. If we want to get technical, um, but this is this is big. This is this is a big piece of. I guess it's news that has come out at this point that they're going to be changing. It sounds like they're going to be changing the name uh, of the Cleveland baseball team, and that's. Pretty fantastic. There are all kinds of suggestions out there. Uh, Will likes the Cleveland Spiders. I know that's always been the one that I've leaned toward. Uh, do you have a particular favorite for a new name for the Cleveland baseball team? Spiders definitely seems to be the chalk, but 
I, I, I don't necessarily have a, a preference. I, I think there's a couple of nicknames that would be, you know, a great honor to, to, to other former players in, in Cleveland's baseball history, whether it's, you know, the Naps for Napoleon Lajway, uh, Dobie or the Dobies for Larry Dobie, the first black player in the American League. And of course, the first uh, for the, the Cleveland franchise. I do worry that people would think the mascot is, is Dobby from <laughs> right 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 so i think unfortunately you almost have to rule that out unless you no. just call yourself the cleveland larry dobies or lean then, hard into it just just maybe. double have an elf a house elf that also looks like larry doby could you could do it do a house elf type type gimmick situation with that um you know but it's what's interesting is like you know we haven't i'm, I'm racking my brain right now to think of the last time a team just totally changed their nickname almost unprompted, like quite literally. So we know, hey, Montreal Expos became the Washington Nationals. Yes, there was a need for a new nickname, period. Seattle Pilots moved to Milwaukee and, and became the Milwaukee Brewers. So there, there we know about that, um, the, the transferring and, and, and change, relocating. We know about that. But like right. the, the but I just, can't think of the last time that that happened. Cincinnati for a time, um, I, was this maybe in the early 50s because of uh, their – you know, McCarthyism and the Red Scare, they went from the Cincinnati Reds to the Red Legs. Uh, for two years, I believe in 46 and 47, the Philadelphia Phillies, for no particular reason, said, hey, we're going to be the Blue Jays. So they're the Philadelphia Blue Jays for two years. Um, other than that, it just doesn't happen. And we know how much you right. know, branding rights and stuff brings in with merchandise sales and things of that right. nature. We know what that means today. But even, again, 50 years ago, that wasn't happening. There weren't teams in the 70s or even 60s that went and just rebranded and just had a new nickname. Why would you even consider doing that? I, you, you wouldn't unless there's something right. wrong with the franchise. I mean, if anyone would have rebranded, it probably would have been the Chicago Cubs with, with, <laughs> right. you know, with all the failure that they had had in their history. And, you know, Drew, I don't know how much you've, you've been um, continuing your education on this topic. I know it's something that I'll I'll never stop doing you know, on, on any topic related to baseball. I always want to learn more. But uh, we know Cleveland has a, a name that's uh, you know not, ent- not entirely appropriate for our times right now, and Atlanta is in the same boat. But did you know there's another baseball team, and I just learned this, I'll say it, that has a, a name that might be cultural, culturally inappropriate and, and may, need to, may need to change? Let me think off the top of my head. And I don't think this sure. is a far stretch. This isn't a far stretch. This isn't, you know, um, something about Blue Jays and it has something to do with blue aliens that landed in Toronto. Right, no, no. right, right, right. Nothing, nothing about Phillies. Nothing, nothing about yeah, Phillies right. comes from – it's it's hmm. a person. The, the mascot would essentially be a, a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So apparently – yeah, you're getting, you're gonna close? Have to give me you're this getting one. close. No, no, I don't think so. So, the Texas Rangers uh, are a, uh, and, and I wanted to kind of clean this up before I came on the air. Again, uh, I, I tried to explain them as like, oh, they're kind of like the state troopers of Texas, kind of thing. Um, but their their original history is a bit uh, more sordid um, mm. and was maybe a little unkind to certain minority groups in its early. Days. Uh, in fact, there was a, a statue recently taken down uh, this past summer at, at Dallas Love Field, uh, one, one of the nearby airports. So, you know, I 
I, I, I think, you know, there are, there's a certain segment of the population that wants, you know, to, to get in an uproar about maybe any and everything at, at times. Um, and sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes maybe it's a stretch. I, I don't know. I, I, you could, you could find fault with probably a lot of things, but, um, again, if, if when people hear a name and they immediately have, you know, any kind of negative association or has a negative connotation, it should be considered, you know, maybe, maybe it needs to be changed, you know? Um, so we'll, that, that's a, that's an early one. I think we're in the early stages of thinking about whether or not Texas Rangers should be a name that gets changed, but yeah, Cleveland, um, no changes until, you know, before the 2022 season. So, you know, they'll have a year to try to figure it out much like I'm sure Washington football team is doing Atlanta. They've, they've had that nickname a lot more. In fact, uh, they, the Boston um, Braves were uh, around before Cleveland was uh, won the World Series in, in 1914, and really that's where the inspiration, where Cleveland got their nickname. And they said, "Hey, you know what? Um, Braves is very popular right now because of you know Boston just won the World Series. So hey, we had a Native American player named Louis Sacalexis. Let's 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 go with that." So they again, that's like marketing, right? They're saying, "Hey, that worked for this team over here. Let's capitalize on that and let's kind of do the same thing." And you know, uh, in this case, that's, uh, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. I have a, I have a really easy solution that I've developed in my life for the problem that you were talking about there that I think a lot of people, a lot of really good people do worry about, and that is outrage culture. I am mm -hmm. disinclined toward outrage. As anyone who listens to this podcast knows, given somebody who's had plenty of opportunities to be outraged by things that the Rockies are doing or really anything in baseball, you know, it's Rob Manfred has managed to get me outraged once or twice. And that's between all of us a little bit for show still. I mean, he's ruining the game of baseball. And so that like he's not ruining the game of baseball. He's ruining Major League Baseball. And that's mm -hmm. legitimately frustrating for me. But here's the thing. Here's what I do. I believe now. Now watch the energy levels here. I believe we should consider changing the Texas Rangers name. See, see what happened there? You don't have to be outraged about these things. That's the other thing. It's like to engage in a conversation, be like, yeah, I think it would be better if Cleveland changed their name. I don't need to be outraged about it. I'm not marching in the streets. I'm not starting petitions. I'm just, I'm just participating in the conversation. I think that's something we can all do uh, a little bit better of a job. But that's so anyone who wants a little bit of advice for it, that's mine. Like, yeah. I'd like to, <laughs> Will, Manfred is also ruining minor league. <laughs> okay, so we can be outraged. At, <laughs> that's my point. Like, let's, let's, you know, I think, and that's what you were saying too. Like, we can reserve our outrage and, you know, yeah, sometimes it seems like people are, you know, but every time a cause comes up and people say, hey, maybe we should change something. That doesn't mean that all of those people are outraged. Right. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. just a, it's always good to just stop and think and go, well, wait a minute. Is there could there be some truth to that? My initial instinct might be like, no, no, that this seems ridiculous. But right. Why, we why is this thing? Where, did, yeah. where does this come from? Like, let me learn like, more about it. Like you said at the beginning, let me learn more about this. That should be. Yes. For example, I want to learn why so many people think the earth is flat. I've, I've yet to do that. A documentary for that, actually, because I know I'm interested. Right. But also. Maybe I'm not. I, I, I'm willing to take some time out of my day to try to figure out what's going on with that. Um, yeah. I can understand where people would, again, believe some kind of false narrative. We know that that can happen a lot, too. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I am not one who typically has a lot of outrage um, just because, you know, so many things are just out of my hand that, hey, it is what it is. I might be disappointed and might be frustrated by it, but uh, I don't know. I, I try to I try to stay pretty mellow on an even keel because if you can, if you get way up high one one way you can you can go back down the other so it's yep. uh, so th- th- I think this off, the off season is probably a good time you yeah. know to 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 really maybe address this issue for for Cleveland and I'm I'm glad to see it I think it'll be yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a good thing in the long run like like so many things in 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 professional sports people get outraged over it and then they want. Uh, to see it change back the way it was, or they they don't like the new change, and they end up forgetting all about it. Like all the people who were upset about, they're going to put netting all in like in front of the dugouts and all that. And I'm not going right. to see. I did not hear a single person complain about it. It was right. totally fine, you know. So, and the same thing if you want to go robotic umps, okay, you know, I'm I'm fine with without that i don't i don't necessarily think they're uh that you know we need to be worrying about every single pitch and and whining and complaining over all those but i understand the value of that and i go okay all right that'll be fine and and again 10 years 15 years down the line like any changes that are made by an industry to say hey this will be better we feel give it that time and and you can't change anyway unless you unless you're in control of the situation how are you gonna change it you're you're not so um, it's yeah, funny because that's time. exactly what I was saying about uh, if David Dahl never becomes an all star before you got on the podcast, and a lot of these things, it's like you yeah. know, just that's why I take it day by day. That's why if somebody asked me right now, you know, do I really think the Rockies are in a position to compete next year? I'm not answering that question. I don't have anywhere close. I got to see what the roster, not just what the Rockies roster actually is when they show up at spring training, but what everyone else's roster looks like when they show up at, at spring. Pr- uh, spring training. One of those, one of my big things, like you don't have to have an opinion on everything. I don't know is a perfectly reasonable answer to a question like that. And so where, where I do see a lot of this, like I was talking before there, there's so many of these things over the years where it seems like your team made this big, huge, gigantic mistake and here's what's going to happen in the future. And that's why, and then none of that happens. But instead of looking back and going, man, I spent two years being outraged that this thing that I thought was going to happen, that never happened sure. you can't go back in time and replace True. Like, and, and, and when you're wrong day you, day, you don't go back right you don't you're outraged about the next thing right you're already right. upset that, you haven't that, learned from it right so so here's my question to you then what is the difference between and so you're not you're not talking about the possibility of the rockies contending next year and that and that's fine um we we should have an opinion though drew we do have a podcast uh, right. is that however, share opinions. And however, I'm curious. What is the what is the difference between? Because I feel like with so many things in the world, there's this Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Not Sven, like Pete Holmes is, is very joke. <laughs> Venn diagram. You have to pause before it. Venn diagram, where where things overlap. And I think there's a lot of overlap between speculation and possibility and projections, right? Because mm-hmm. it's 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 just a guess. Um, and if and you can speculate that something's going to happen when it might not. Like, I don't necessarily think David Dahl um, is going to be an all star with Texas or with any team. Um, I, I also don't think he necessarily needs to, in order for you know this this to to look worse than, right. than it may already be. Um, he doesn't doesn't need to be an all star. Um, 
I think I think a lot of people, you know, might might be using that. Like again, it's you think of thing of in extremes. The one extreme is he was always hurt. He was worth he wasn't worth anything. He wasn't worth the two point seven million dollars projected in arbitration for him on the high end. On the low end, two five. He wasn't worth that that projected value. Um, and on the other end, you go, are you kidding me? He's a steal. He's already an all star once. He's only twenty six. Well, he'll be twenty seven next year when he plays. Um, and he's going to be a, 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 an all-star at least once more. And that will very clearly show something about the Rockies, how they're inept or whatever it is. Like those would be the two extremes. Right. And it can be somewhere in the middle. It can still be bad for the Rockies. It, it, can, it can be good. For well, that's the where Rockies. it is. That's exactly where it is. That's, that's sure. been my point from the beginning is that it's in the middle. It's bad for the Rockies on principle. It's bad for the Rockies because they made a bad decision about an asset, which you very, very beautifully laid out on the podcast where we had the debate. The reason why I push back on the other stuff is the pile on, the need to create an extra narrative about what this means about who the Rockies are, how they operate, and how they get absolutely everything, not just wrong, but disastrously wrong. And just you watch David Dahl. Now, look, David Dahl could be all those things. I don't know. And when that happens, and here's why even I, if that I happens, my methodology. And even if, if that happens, it doesn't still mean everything the Rockies will ever do is wrong. Just because right. maybe they did get something really, really wrong. Doesn't right. that and, and wrong. My, right. doesn't mean everything else is wrong. And it does make it worse, actually. It does. But I can do that a year from now. I can do that two years from now. When David Dahl becomes an all-star, then I can give you my analysis and say, man. We knew at the time the Rockies blew this play. We knew they had a chance to have really blown this play. And look, it did become the worst possible case scenario. But until that day, I really don't see, especially given all of the evidence in the opposite that, that you just pointed out. You know, And that's, I guess what I'm reminding people of is if it turns out that he can't stay on the field or that he's just a 0.5 war player for what, even if he's on the field or whatever, he just turns out to be fine. And the Rockies didn't really lose much here. It was still a bad business decision. That'll never change. Was it a terrible on-field decision? Maybe not. We won't know until the future. And that's why for me, it's like, I don't add that extra layer of frustration. Where And, and before you came on, Patrick, I was talking about a, a pitcher, Jacob Turner. I don't know if you remember Jacob Turner, but uh, I remember being at my my previous baseball gig before this and there being a huge like week or two long week two-week-long battle over the fact that the Rockies didn't pick up Jacob Turner when they could have had him totally for free and they desperately needed pitching help. And it was one of these things where people felt terrible about it for a year. And then a year later, he had a 12 ERA for the Cubs. And then six months after that, he wasn't in baseball anymore. And those are the kinds of things. And, and that's what you were saying earlier, right? And, and that's what I'm trying to remind Rockies fans is that right. there will always be that thing. There will always be that next one. And if, Two years from now, I don't if, – if it goes the other way, and two years from now, David Dahl has played in an average of 70 games for whoever else is playing out there for the same problems or whatever. I don't think the people here locally who have been screaming foul about this for a week are going to go back and go, maybe I made a little bit too big of a deal about that. I don't think – in fact, I know they won't because they never do. It, I've been watching this team for 28 years. I've been watching this cycle over and over and over again, and they don't. So that's all I warn people about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think for some fans, and again, I had a piece that just went up this morning, kind of discussing this idea, you know, there's a lot of, 
a lot of stories in the news that might make Rockies fans go, ah, oh, this is kind of a, a bad news thing. Again, we, we don't know about David Dahl because let's say, let's say at altitude, at altitude, at sea level, <laughs> he still has similar health issues. You go, well, that was maybe the Rockies point, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, again, they knew a little bit more than, than, than we do. Cause again, we're not, now we're not literally in the clubhouse, but we're not behind the scenes. We're not in the training room and all that, but you get this idea of, of, well, that looks like it's, it's bad. Like you said, it, the right. getting rid of doll, uh, you got these Arenado rumors and he doesn't want to stick around. And there's a problem with the GM. Uh, that's not good. Minor league baseball, which is not the Rockies. Rockies yeah, right. are not the ones. Now they help make it happen because yeah. all the owners sign off and go, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We want to, we want to make more money from the minor leagues because pretty much each organization makes only about a million dollars off of the minors. And now they're like, oh. we can make a lot more than that. Like I was actually yeah. shocked when I found that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you go, oh, rule five, oh, maybe they could have gotten more. And what does it mean? Like none of their other players got taken. So that means the system isn't good. So you add all those things up. It can, you know, it, it can really, I think, get into the skin of, of Rockies fans. And, you know, these off seasons have those kind of things. When when times are going great, yeah. you look the other way. When when things are bad, it's like, oh my gosh, you're right. It is. It's right. indicative of all these things that are going wrong. Then and, and and maybe it is. We we still don't know. That's kind of the fun thing about being a fan, is that okay tomorrow there's a chance for another piece of news to maybe confirm like, see the Rockies don't know what they're doing by this move, or something good happens and you go, all right, well. Maybe, maybe they do know what's going on. Maybe, maybe, all right. I would have rather they didn't get rid of doll, but maybe, maybe they know something uh, more than, than me, the, the fan or, or even me, Patrick Lyons, the guy who's a beat reporter for the Rockies, cause they do know more. So, you know, it's, it's, we, 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 that, this is our job. This is our business, Drew, right? Like we're speculating right. like, ah, this is not so great. Or, Hey, right. there's a possibility that the Rockies, could sneak into the playoffs next year. Again, if you just focus on starting rotation, it is probably the best in franchise history, at least on paper, as far as who the guys are when they've been their best. You go, you got three really good star players. The stars could align and they could be really good. Maybe that possibility is 10%. And I think maybe it's higher. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think a lot of fans focus on, well, let's, let's make it a lot higher than that. Let's make it 20%. Let's see if we can deal Arenado for some major league ready pieces and re-sign Story and Gray. Maybe if we did this, it would be 2025. And I think that's, you know, that's that's part of that's the of fun of being it. a fan. That's, that's the fun, fun of it. Fun totally. and frustrating, right? Well, it's, it's, it's both of those things. Absolutely. Dare I say, funstrating. It, it, being it, a fan can it. be funstrating. Fun it is, and that's what it is. And that, yeah. that's what's that's what I love about our podcast too is that we have those back and forth. And I heard you mention it's like, yeah, sometimes we get into it and we have a debate. And again, we do that, like the topic of Cleveland and Atlanta nicknames. We talk, we inform, we don't shout names at each other. We don't right. whatever. Yeah, well, your hat's on crooked because you're dumb. Um, it's <laughs> your hat looks great, by the way. I was going to say, I started checking. <laughs> you are dumb, but it's not because the, the hat's fine. As long as the hat's fine. fine. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. No, but we can have those conversations. And like that's... And at the end of the day, like, man, peace and love, right? We're all, we're like Ringo Starr here. Peace and love, peace and love. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's all good, man. You know? Well, and, right. And that's why we parse it out. It's frustrating. And and, <laughs> and that's why we parse it all out and don't just give you the, 
the one headline of Rockies did dumb thing. Rockies are dumb. You are dumb for liking Rockies. Bye. Like a lot of people, that's all they want to give you. And it's just like, right. that's why we dive into it. And instead of having a 10 minute long conversation about the David Dahl thing, we had an hour and 20 minute long conversation about the David Dahl thing. Cause we don't want to leave any stone unturned. Right. And, and that's what I love about doing this show. That's what I love about being a part of this community is that, you know, if, if y'all were going to bail on the Rockies, you'd have done it by now. You, you, if you were going to bail on us, you'd have done it by now, right? You're, you're hanging out, you're listening to the show in December, right? And we're going to find out uh, what happens next, all of us together, whatever it is. Like, like Patrick said, we're all waiting for that next bit of news that makes you go, oh, they're they're doing a thing. And they've had a couple of those that have been so minor this offseason Patrick, pretty much every single one of their bullpen acquisitions has made me, well, what's the next level down? It's like, oh, they're kind of doing a thing. It's like, oh, they're kind of doing a thing. They signed <laughs> a player. Yeah, it's it. Oh, they signed a player. It's like, yeah, it was a one-day contract. It was just, <laughs> he was a minor leaguer. He broke his leg. Yeah, and it was just a, it was just a little thing. Uh, but, man, I, uh, the, the biggest thing for me so far that has made me go, hmm, hasn't been any of the one moves and we've talked about this before it's that they've all gone in the right direction they've all been low risk potentially high reward moves on the pitching staff for, the bullpen, for me yeah. If, yeah. and for the bullpen particularly right. and five, so I'm just going, five guys again five guys. burgers and fries <laughs> <laughs> um actually that, that if in a weird way, I hope the Rockies do nothing this whole offseason because that's the next great meme is a purple five guys shirt. And you just see the names. You see the faces of five guys that no one could recognize. Like, which one's Derek Rodriguez? I don't know. Which one's Yohan Ibar? I don't know. Who's Brian Gonzalez? I don't know. Robert Stevenson? Eh. Jordan Jackson? No. Bring him on. Oh, Bring him on. I'm so all right, Patrick. Well, I think the theme of the podcast today has been keeping yourself educated, keeping yourself abreast of what's going on out there in the world, making sure your mind is sharp and capable of tackling whatever problems the world throws your way. And the best way to do that is to get a few classes in over at MSU Denver online. They have got you hooked up with the best possible online education that you can receive. They are the experts in the field. Go to msudenver.edu slash online. Check out all of their courses, all the different classes you can take. They've got responsive teachers. They'll be on top of it. You get your flexible schedule in. It's been a hell of a 2020, but 2021 is going to be your opportunity to go out there and change the world, man. You've got great ideas in your head. You just got to sharpen your tools a little bit and MSU Denver is going to help you out there. So go to msudenver.edu slash online and get ready to just pump up the brain power, man. Get real excited talking about education, Patrick. I know it's something very near and dear to your heart. Everybody in my family is a teacher. Um, I, I love teachers. I love education. I wish I had loved it more when I was like in middle school and high school, you know, um, one of my favorite things to do is just go on YouTube and find short little 10 minute instructional video. It's amazing. The level of educational opportunities we have at our fingertips that people don't always take advantage of. And 
This is one of the best that you can do. Completely affordable education at msudenver.edu slash online. Man, check them out. Great stuff. Get go, smart. Go Roadrunners. And go Roadrunners. Yeah. yeah. And a great, great team nickname. You got you to gotta have it all set up. All right, Patrick. It's time to throw down. Oh, we got our next matchup in the home run derby. In fact, it's time for beer number two. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a juice drop? Did you finally get the juice drop? Oh, I don't have oh. any. I haven't, I haven't left my house Still in a yet. couple of weeks. And the, the, you know, the numbers are up and stuff, and I don't really need to. And so I, I try to play my part by just not adding to it. I haven't left my house in a while. I get deliveries from the same place. They're bringing me my 15-can sampler pack. Yes. Uh, I see all the NBA guys down at the bar having the juice drop, and I just if, – if there was a reason for me to leave the house, Patrick, if there was a reason for me to go out into the world, it would be to get that beer. It really would. <laughs> so we have here – now I'm in a tight spot because you're up 2-1 mm. on me in this thing. So if, what? Oh, 2-0. I'm, did I, I gave myself a win there, didn't I? I? I just, you know what? Look, I threw it in there, slipped it in, saw what would happen. <laughs> Here, here's what your brain did, because I'm always fascinated what the brains do when they misspeak. You you spelled one out with the O in one. Whoa. Or rather, <laughs> the O, or the O with the two O, and you're like, O, as in O-N-E, one. Boom. At that's, wow. at, that's how we miss, that's how we say glyce. And, I uh, believe that that's what happened. Yeah, that is what I'm choosing to believe. I love it. <laughs> now you have to intentionally use fun straight. Oh, fun straighting. Sports. Fun straight. Fun straighting. That's, that, that's I feel like that's like infotainment. I feel like that's when you first heard infotainment. You're like, right. oh my God, no, that's that makes sense what this is. Like, because it's not this, it's not that. I love it, but I hate it. It's infotainment. Infotainment. Sports. You love it, you hate it, it drives you crazy. It makes you feel good and warm and cold and awful and gross and scaly and smooth and slick and all the feelings and emotions. It's fun straining. Oh, that's so good. Is that not a word yet? If that, that's not a thing. We got to coin that. I'll, I'll okay. call uh, my friend Stephen uh, Colbert. He'll, uh, he'll take <laughs> care of that for me. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So Patrick has taken wins in the first two of these. Nolan Arenado walked off on Larry Walker. Broke my heart, right? That was absolutely just, just I, I fell into a million pieces on that one. I couldn't take it, <laughs> couldn't take it. Matt Holiday ran out of steam against Trevor Story, couldn't catch up to him there. So Patrick is up two to nothing in the home run derby. And so we got our number one seeds going up against each other today. You took Todd Helton with the first overall pick in the home run derby draft. I took Andres Colorado. With the second, uh, which was, I think, in some people's mind, a little bit of a reach, but I felt very confident in it. And now I need him to keep me alive because with five entrants here, if you go up 3 0, well, those who are good at math will know that I can no longer catch you in this first round. And so you will get to determine all of the matchups for the elimination round. That will give you a huge advantage toward winning this thing over the next couple of weeks. And we can't have that. So. I mean, no, you can't. I could have it. I'd be fine. I'd be fine having it. Yeah, this yeah. is such an interesting matchup, too, because you go, you know, you, you can make the case, you go Walker or Helton. And I, you know, I went Helton just because he had hit more with Colorado. So, you know, I'm, get, I'm trying to give him a little Cooperstown bump there. 
So you go, all right, Helton Walker. I, I go Helton, kind of go classic, nice swing, you know, good power, good arc, left-handed bat. And Drew goes, I, I just want a thumper. I want a guy who can hit a ball, you know, with 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 one hand on on just on the end of the bat, going to the upper deck at Pro Player oh, yeah. Stadium in Miami. 555,000 feet, whatever it was measured at. And you go, wow, those are, it's like two, it is really two different schools of thought. I think this is probably the most diverse matchup that we've got, where you, again, you got a, a maybe, I don't know that the Helm has as sweet of a swing as Cargo and Larry Walker, but it's, it's, it's sweet. I mean, if, if you've, if you've got a sweet tooth and you're reaching for a little snack after dinner, you're going to grab, you know, um, some, some white chocolate uh, of the Helton variety, if you know what I'm saying. Um, whereas Andres Galarraga, you know, he's, you just, you just want to, what a big bite. You want a big leg of lamb. You want to oh, walk yeah. around the, uh, the medieval times or, or a Renaissance festival with that big bone with whatever meat is wrapped around it. That is Andres Galarraga. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love going to the Ren Fest and walking around with one of those giant turkey legs. <laughs> Makes you feel like a real, real Viking, man. Drew, you know how I know you like that? Because you called it Renfest, and I've never yeah. heard that before. That makes oh, sense. Really? It makes sense. Okay. Side story, my mom didn't know it was called Comic Con. I don't know what the heck she thought it was, but when I was t- talking with her about it, I, oh I paused because I'm like, I don't know how many people know that it's Comic Con. Right. Because if you're just listening Comic-Con. to hearing it, you yeah. know, Comic Con. And you're like, oh, it's a, I don't know. People are just, it's a convention for people who love punctuation, like semicolons <laughs> and dashes and commas. Like, Will's, Will's comment of simply nerds, hey, I believe is correct here. Yeah. Hey, you are what you eat. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd bro. Hey, Let's wow. get on with this bad boy here. You're on fire today, sir. All right, here we go. And on that note, let's get this thing started. Galarraga at the plate first. Ooh, okay. Oh, first swing, he's going to put one on the moon. Ooh. <laughs> Goodness gracious. 483 to left field on the first hack. Just getting warmed up. Left now, center. That one's a tough spot. Those warning yeah. track outs will kill you. Oh, yes, right there in the left center, man. That is tough. Let's see if he's able to – ah, it's just going to curve out. out. I had a lot of curvature on it. Yeah, mad spin on that thing. Come on, Andres. I'm going to need a, a good round out of you here. That'll that was out. low and outside, and he got around yeah. on that one. Oh, that had more carry than Ooh. I thought. That got to the concourse. Out to right center, Breidich barrier. This is going to be tough. Eating up a lot of time, as we know, but oh, it gets over, it. so it's well worth it. Another one. That's got nothing. Looks At like least he's got that a one was swing. Yeah. That'll get out, too, I think. A couple yeah. to right center. Look at him got going it. that way. This one's going to be close. Too high. These are the ones that kill your time. I don't think it's getting out. That's brutal. It'll be interesting to oh. see if he is able to launch one off of his name on the scoreboard. Is this the one? Is he doing what Story did last week? Ooh, not, not quite, but 456, and he's at five home runs with 40 seconds to go. That one will get out. All right. If Helton has his own burger – and we obviously know, obviously, Larry Walker is going to get a waffle named after him, the waffle oh, waffle. Yep. What, is, right. what is Andres Galarraga going to get? 
That's what I want to know. He should have some. He should have some food item named mm-hmm. after him. Oh, this one's gonna go deep. Is it? Oh, all right. Not 483. That's as long as so far. He has earned his bonus time. He's got about 10 seconds left. He's gone deep seven times. This one is high. It might get down with enough time to put one more swing on the ball. He's going to do it. It's a big one. This one here could be huge. Oh, 422. So he gets to nine in regular time. That ties the record for most in regulation time. Oh. These one trackouts are killing me. Come on, big cat. That'll go. A lot more pop-ups, it seems like, in the bonus yeah. time. It really eats it away. Yeah. Going to get out. One more would be nice. Well, that'll get gone. You're going to be at 11. About 11. One more swing left. He's Try got 11. And that'll get out, too, I think. Yep, crushed it. Oh, but Just it's a drive just into the front row. Remember that one. If I think a fan might have reached over on that one. I may need to contest that one. I don't know if we have the abilities to go back. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I don't like about these home run derby unis. They're very Dodger-esque. Look here. They're white with blue font on it. And a red number. From when the All-Star game was played at Dodger Stadium. So I think this year. Yeah, yeah. That All-Star game that took place this year. (laughs) Right. Right, right. That's why. Uh, that's right. It didn't. I think actually. only the NHL and uh, NBA got got a all star game. Oh yeah, this it's high. I think it's going to get out. But it's a lot of time in the air. A lot of time, and for only four twenty seven. Golfed it. Oh, he crushed that ball. Ugh. Straight away center field for Todd Father. I am seeing a trend here with these with these long drives or these high drives eating up a Ooh. lot of time. Left thirty-eight left on the lefty. clock. He got it. He went left center. Todd Helton did. That's so hard for a lefty to do with this ball. So park. three swings, three homers, ten seconds for each of those balls carrying in the air. Yeah, his biggest problem out. now a couple short, but yeah, has been how long it's taken him to get out. Usually, lower line drive. Oh, that ball was wrecked. Ugh. needed that line second drive. deck we haven't seen one of those in a minute i think walker might have had one on the second yeah deck. Well, this, this could be his next one. Third. Oh, triple deck shot for todd helton party boy todd helton goes to the party deck this, he's single oh, and he's ready so, to mingle <laughs> man deep pop he up is. i think that's got enough to get out is the oh. battery going to be in the way no Two in a row to center field. He just missed. And now Todd Helton does have 30 second bonus, but he's right now sitting at five. And if this one doesn't get out over the barrier, which it does not, he is in severe jeopardy right now of almost being laughed out of this first round by Andre Scalaraga. I think he's got enough on this one. Let's see where it goes. It'll be a second deck shot. 447 for home run number six. 20 seconds left for Todd Helton. Goodness gracious. That one's way gone. Triple deck shot again. Ten Oof. seconds. He's at seven. One more oh, is going to be okay. Oh. Another third deck. Got him right back into it. His third in the third deck. Oh, and he takes it. He took it. He's going to hit four to tie. I think that's almost impossible, especially with the way the ball has been carrying in the air. If this one doesn't get yeah. in, yeah, Two I don't think back. there's any way. That one fell short. He's got to make up four in the next 20 seconds. 
not going to happen for Helton. Just working here. under the ball in this round. Uh, Helton's oh. usually much better at getting the low line drives in these things, but I you something had to keep me alive in just a random. I mean, what did he have? Four or five warning track outs here, just working underneath the baseball. He's going to go out to left center field on his final swing, just to remind us how much of a badass he is. But I got lucky there. Ooh. The most that was definitely the most lopsided victory we had. And you know what? For anyone who uh, bowled, I was going to say professionally. I don't think you need to bowl professionally to know how to keep score. But this is a fun fact. Typically, each game, hey, you win the game, it's worth two points. But add up all of the games together, and there's like a seventh point that you get for total. So, hey, I got two victories. You got one here. But if you count up the home run totals, I think we might actually even be tied. Right. We right. just had those because of the lopsided victory. So that might have to be the tiebreaker. There you that go. Yeah, yeah. The tiebreaker is total homers. So what are the? I'd, I'd have to look at our list again. I think the matchups then that we've got left, uh, we need to do a, a Troy Tulowitzki versus Dante Bichette. I yeah. think that'll be our next one. And then I can't remember. I think your other guy is Vinny Castilla. And mine, I'm blanking now on who my other guy is. But we'll find out. <laughs> I, I think it was Drew Goodman. That's right. That's right. I got Drew Goodman going against Vinny Castilla. We'll see how that goes for me. Maybe Actually, not to be honest, I bet you, I bet you, Drew Goodman can put one out. He could. You think? Uh, actually, yeah, I feel pretty. I feel very confident Drew Goodman can put one out. He's a very, he's a very strong guy. He's a Low star. center of gravity. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that like wire strength. I think. Yeah, I can oh, see yeah. that. Yeah he, yeah, yeah. he almost has the exact identical physique as Tony Walters, which might make you think, well. That guy kind of had a, some issue putting it out. Not batting practice. Tony right. put it out in batting practice, and that's all right. we're talking about. So you know what? Right. Goodman's going to go deep. Totally. I but enough it. to beat Vinny Castilla? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess probably not. Um, all right, Patrick. Why don't we go ahead and wrap this one up with a little bit of a report from you? Because I was a very bad boy and did not set oh. my alarm clock to uh, the Rocky Mountain Sabre meeting ah. on this day. Uh, I, I, I indeed was taking a little bit of an afternoon nap and, and woke up to the news that I had missed uh, a meeting that sounds like it was interesting. So I was just hoping that you could share with us some of the things that, that went on there because I, I do think it's uh, a great resource and you've talked about it before, but again, anybody out there, get involved with, Rocky Mountain Saber, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're, uh, you know, in, in high school or college and, and you're trying to think about, you know, hey, I, I might be interested in, in a career in sports or I might just be interested in doing sports as more than just a hobby. What is the next step? And that's going to be different for everybody. Like we can't tell you what that next step is for you unless your specific goal is to become a person who writes and podcasts about the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> I can give you some advice here and there, but one of the great things about Sabre is that it's just filled with baseball people who want to talk about baseball, want to research baseball, want to learn about baseball, and who know people in and around the industry who can help you get connected, who can help you learn about some things you maybe didn't know about before. So, you know, I... There are a lot of things out there that you can you can sort of become a member of as a baseball fan, right? You can sign up for like Baseball Reference or Fangraphs, Baseball America. There's all, a lot of little subscriptions you can get to get information, but become a member of Rocky Mountain Saber. It is 
the best resource that you can find for advancing your fandom past that level of, I like this and, and I read stats online. What's the next level? That's the next level. Get involved with Sabre. So tell us what was going on in the world of the Society for American Baseball Research this day. Well, I'll start where we ended, where we had a member who's a gentleman who's 89 years old, Herb Shankman, who actually pitched for the Boston Braves uh, at, at the time. And, you know, 1951, as a 19-year-old, played for the Paris Lakers of the Missouri-Ohio Valley League. So I know Paris, Texas. I'm not even sure where this other Paris, Paris is. Missouri? Maybe there's, I guess. Okay. okay. I'll go with that. Uh, and he just talked about, you know, what it was like getting signed and, and, you know, wearing other guys' uniforms that were so much bigger than him and, 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 you know, sharing some tales of, of Warren Spahn and, and Johnny Sane. So, you know, again, it, it's the one thing that you said about all of those guys, you know, and their experience is so true, but the other piece to it, um, missing is they love to help other people too. They love to help baseball people. So yeah, you're going to get, you know, such great insight. So we had on a couple guests from the newly uh, revamped, if you will, Pioneer League. And, you know, we just talked about, you know, what to expect where, you know, you had the Grand Junction Rockies and the Rocky Mountain Vibes. And what's that going to mean now for being a, a partner league? Uh, we got some details just about the fact that MLB, you know, will be um, giving support to these teams for about three years, which uh, was something I wasn't sure how long this support was going to last. So that's, you know, really nice. Um, there, there does sound like there might be a way for players to even be loaned to the Pioneer League, which is incredibly fascinating. Almost as if, you know, your team was so Real. good. Yes, almost as if your team was so good, like, you know, one of your minor league affiliates, let's say even if it was like a low A, and you're like, I'll sign a guy – you know, a college kid or you know, the indie mm. leagues. And you know what? I'm, I, I control his rights, but, and, and, but, but he's going to go play for the Missoula uh, paddleheads. I, I don't know how really? that's going to work out, but that's fascinating. Who cares? That's amazing. I mean, we should care. <laughs> we, uh, we should care about the mechanics of, of, of how it works and hope that it does. But if it does, that's amazing. That's yeah. actually really, really really fascinating for a, a future world of baseball where you could have, you know, my, my mother who's been here throughout the, the podcast and um, listens to every show and, and is as upset as anybody about the loss of the grand junction Rockies and that affiliation and those types of things. And, and for the main reason of good ball players falling through the cracks, we don't want to see good ball players fall through the cracks. You and I are, it's, 5845. You and I are big pro wrestling fans. And until very recently, if you couldn't get to the E, the big dubba dubba, if you couldn't work for a very, very oppressive Vince McMahon, you had no other options. You would fall through the cracks or go live in Japan. Those are your two options. And it's not that dissimilar in baseball, right? become a major leaguer or go play in Korea or Japan because the options get limited. So this idea that we could have these pioneer leagues that a guy could be playing out in Grand Junction and halfway through the year, he's hitting 378 and he's hit 10 home runs. And he's so good that someone calls up and says, 
we're going to pay you that guy's contract to lend him to us for the rest of the season or to do whatever, like in any of these places. That's so much fun. That's so exciting. And it just gives you as a baseball fan, all that energy of at any given moment, a fun and talented ball player can be injected into the game. That's what you want. You don't want these guys get missed. You, you've talked about Dustin Pedroia and uh, the second baseman for the Astros or whatever they're called. Uh, I, I used I used to love Jose Altuve so much. I have such a complicated internal, like the rest of those guys, F them. straight up, straight up, Patrick, between you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's listening, right? No one's out there. Screw them, all of them. I'm, but my heart broke about Jose Altuve over all of that, more than any of the rest of them. Because those are the guys I root for. Those are the guys who, if not given that opportunity by the right coach, the right GM, the right situation, maybe never get there. And then they turn into these great things. And that was my big worry. Will talked about Manfred ruining minor league baseball. That was my concern. So this gets me like jacked excited. The idea of like lending and leasing players who are just, who have earned it, who are playing well and they've earned it. Like, hell yeah, you get the, you get the call kid. Nothing better. There is nothing better than a young baseball player getting the call. There's a lot of opportunities with this that, I, again, it, it's sad to not have that direct connection between Grand Junction and MLB, but there is a connection. And so there's still that possibility. And, and again, playing, playing the cards right or, or doing this kind of arrangement with the partner leagues uh, well enough, it, it still could be a, a major win. You still, instead of having, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids in Grand Junction that you go, hey, well, this guy is a Colorado Rockies property. But how many of those guys end up going on to even having any career? You know, there's maybe one, two. There's even been probably been a couple of seasons, you know, for, for any, you know, a short season affiliate where nobody actually even made it to the majors. You know, it doesn't mean they weren't good ball players, but they just never made it or only one guy made it, had a cup of coffee. That happens. That can still happen now, except they're going to be a little bit more older. Uh, they might be better, you know, representatives in the community. Um, they also could bring in some more names of guys who go, hey, I, I think I still have something left. We saw, you know, Matt Holiday go there on a rehab assignment before we went to Colorado. Something like that could still actually happen. You still could have Ubaldo Jimenez go, well, you know what? There's a team that doesn't want to roster me, doesn't want me to take up a, a spot in AAA. I still have something. So fine, I'll ride the buses and I'll play in Grand Junction or Missoula or Boise, Who anything like that. Although Jimenez pitch at Sam Saplizio Field. Who wouldn't yeah. want to see that? And again, you've got the technology there with the trackman data. You know, uh, I'm sure they'll put in some reps. So, so there'll still be information there for the teams to go, worse. this guy's got it back. Now we'll go ahead and, and we'll bring him in make one or two starts. So you could have a guy going from the pioneer league in a couple weeks being in the majors. It will be rare, but it can. It could happen. happen. And that's really exciting. I'm, my song. I'm just jamming out to you right now. Just, this is my song right here. Uh, the other interesting thing was, it sounds like uh, for branding reasons, and, and I was interested, I want to know the specifics. Are we talking about the team that goes from Orem, Utah to uh, the Northern part mm-hmm. of Colorado Windsor? Are they the Windsor Owls? Are they the Northern Colorado Owls? Are they the NoCo Owls? And it actually no sounds like owls, it's okay, but I um, Windsor I think sounds better of all those. Yeah, keep going, but, I, but yeah, it, it sounds like it may actually be Norco Owls. Norco. No, for no, you know, because no. you have NorCal, 
You got uh, NorCal. Uh, no, so I think no. they might be going with that branding. Ah, Nor Norco? Norco? Now, the, the biggest question I was worried about was, are they going to actually play in, in Northern Colorado next year? Because the field is not going to be ready. Future Legends field is not going to be ready until 2022, um, what they're calling year one. So next year, 2021 will actually be year zero, right? Because they're not really starting yet. Uh, but they will be playing somewhere in Northern Colorado on a turf field that has lights and everything. It won't be the big, it won't be the whole spiel um, just yet. But that's fantastic um, that there will be three additional professional Baseball teams, in addition to the Rockies, playing in Colorado. Uh, they hope for you know UNC, uh, University of Northern Colorado, to play there. A lot of different tournaments, things of that nature. They're going to need to you know have a Pioneer League. There's going to be a salary cap. Now, granted, teams aren't going to have that much money to spend, but hey, if you're Dick Monfort and you want to win a championship, you can you can invest a lot of money in your team, the Grand Junction Rockies, because I mean he, he's got to be the richest owner. Uh, or the the their his group has to be the richest of any in the Pioneer League. So yeah. hey, you could you know feel good about yourself doing something like that. And I know I would. That's hey. not to say like oh because you can't oh if you can't win the World Series with the Rockies, oh, then you're just gonna win a double. <laughs> okay, I get it. Take those shots. It's fun. I I had the thought. I mean, I said it. It was sure, my sure. thought, I mean, sure. but that's not my takeaway from it. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. actually my takeaway, but go for it. That would still be really cool. The people of Grand Junction, um, the people of Colorado would be happy to go, yeah, for once, let's have Colorado be this financial powerhouse. Why not? So there will be a cap, but I did think that was interesting that like, hey, you know what? You know, uh, a certain, you know, owner or ownership group, you know, could could take try to take advantage of that a little bit. So I, I thought that was kind of, uh, refreshing in a weird way. As long um, as his hands off on the baseball decisions, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So that was neat. So again, and, and, you know, and that was, we got all that done in, in two hours and everybody I'm sure wanted to stick around and do more. And when life gets back to normal, you know, we'll, we'll all meet together again at, at Blake street tavern and, and, and chop it up. And we also have, you know, a lot of virtual things for Sabre, uh, Saber Day is coming up uh, next month where, you know, we've got Bob Costas as seen on John Boy Media. Uh, we also have uh, Tim Mead, the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. They are going to uh, they're going to be there for this this great little virtual session. So it's it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful community. We have a great community here. And Drew, you know, you've helped cultivate that, you know, over the last several years. and You've done an amazing job. Um, you know, with, again, with that community and, 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 um, you know, furnishing everything that, that we've got here with our fans and, and the people who reach out to us, um, they do the exact same thing over there at, at Rocky Mountain Saber. So, so think about joining them. If you've joined us here today or you're listening to us on a podcast, join, think about joining Saber. It's great. In fact, I, I don't think we've ever even told the story, but it was at a Saber event where you and I met That's right. for the first time. It was and not at Blake Street Tavern. It was, I forget no, where it was before it was that. Different. It was one of those other, yeah. Actually, it was Breck Brewery, wasn't it? Was it? Before it was the oh, Cherry Cricket. Before they moved over. That's right. I think it you're was. right. It was the it Breck Brew. Yeah. Before they were a sponsor and before it was something else in that building now. But yeah. And I think so. It was summer 2017, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Hmm. It seems like yesterday and a million years ago. Ever ago. I know, right? It's both of those things. So you never know. You could end up. Right. Anywhere you go to a Saber meeting and you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, I did, Saber Day coming up. Uh, probably won't be able to do the big game of catch 
sadly this year. I don't think anyone is doing that, unfortunately. Uh, no. Although I you guess, and I, we could figure out a way if we had to. Right? Probably. Figure out something. Uh, get a bucket of balls. You could just throw one direction. So I've got <laughs> balls. I throw to you. You catch it. You drop it. Put it in another ball. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, Katie and, and, and Robin can disinfect them and then bring them back. So we're never actually touching it with our hand. You throw a ball and then it's disinfected. You know what? Hey, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Making it work in these times. But yeah, get yourself hooked up with a little Sabre membership, man. It's good for you. It's good for your health. You never know where it may lead. Um, all right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for this one today. Very glad I'm still alive in the home run derby. That's fantastic. Got got to hang in there. We'll do more of that. You know, throughout the week, we got all kinds of stuff coming your way. Uh, got, a, got a really fun thing that we've been thinking about for a little bit for the DFA show. I think we'll be ready on Wednesday, Patrick. Mm. And uh, uh, it's a, a bit of a celebration of the lesser known ball players in Rockies history. So if you're a fan of the, the players who maybe haven't gotten all the headlines over the years, you want to show off your knowledge of that next level. You got to join us for that. We got something special for you coming up very soon. Jay Gaynor. That, Are we talking about Jay Gaynor? How about Bubba Carpenter? Hey, look, it's all on the table. It's all on the table. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll unearth my big long document on Johan Flan. And I will make my oh, presentation. It's going to be a phenomenal day on Wednesday. So make sure you join us for that and all the other stuff. Make sure you're following us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so that you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar once it is ready to go. And you get to hang out with us in our Discord private chat, sharing your thoughts on music and movies and television shows, and of course, your Colorado Rockies whenever you want. We've been having some fun debates in there lately about where the team is headed, what they should be doing, what they could be doing. So if the hour-long podcast once a day and the articles throughout the week are not enough for you, come hang out with us in the Discord because it is nonstop Rockies or Mandalorian or video game talk. Whatever you like, we're there to hang out with you. Thank you so much for continuing to be absolutely awesome. I promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Andrew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. <laughs>